another episode of it's not the end of the world i'm your host krithika chetty and today we're going to be doing part two of top 10 lists so i only had two top 10 lists when i finished recording last week's episode but these are top 10 lists that take a lot of explanation a lot of story times are involved so i decided to save these for today's episode um so the first top 10 list is top 10 embarrassing moments and i'm gonna start this list from like 10 going up to one so or I guess going down to one to like 10 being not that bad and one being like the most what I consider the most embarrassing moment of my life so far um but I just want to take a second to preface that like you know embarrassing moments humbling experiences it's important to remember that what might be super embarrassing for you in the moment like thinking about um it later on you might forget about it later on in life like it took me a long time to come up with 10 embarrassing moments and that to like top 10 embarrassing like thinking about like what's the most embarrassing stuff I've done it took me a while to think about these kinds of things because honestly you forget a lot of stuff um at least for me I don't know I have really bad memory like I forget what I ate yesterday for dinner type thing so I don't know, just a, a little caveat or, like, a little reminder that, like, all of this is just in good fate. I'm just making fun of myself, um, and it's important to remember not to take life too seriously, and these kinds of things don't really matter that much. So, if anything, hopefully this just puts a smile on your face, because in the moment, all of these things made me absolutely mortified, but now looking back at it, like, I can laugh, like, it's fine, so... I'm sure everybody has experiences like that. Okay, so number 10, not realizing my car got towed. This one was pretty embarrassing. It happened to me last summer. I decided to sublease one of my friend's apartments um, and just live there for like a month. I've been a resident advisor for the last three years and I lived on campus freshman year. So I've just been living on campus for the last four years. So I was like, I wanna get the off-campus experience at least for a little bit. Um, so I decided to sublease her apartment just for a month, just to kind of try it out, see if I liked it. And I got like a car pass to park behind their apartment. Um, so I parked my car and I put the pass just kind of like on the dash, but I guess it fell while I was driving or parking or something. So the next day I was hanging out with my friend. She came to like pick me up. And I was just kind of standing in the lot, like, this looks really empty. Like, I couldn't figure out what was wrong. And then as soon as her car pulled in, I was like, oh, my God, my car is gone. Um, And then I realized, like, my car got towed. Maybe, like, they must not have seen the pass, whatever. Um, And so then it was a whole thing. We had to, like, call the towing company. And then they were like, yeah, we have your car. You have to go get it. Thank God the lot was only, like, a five-minute drive from the house. So then we went to the lot. And then the guy was really nice there. And then... I was asking him, like, you know, like, the pass is in my car. Is there any way I could not pay the fee? Because it was almost, like, $200. And he was like, I'm so sorry, but because you're with this specific, like, housing company, like, they're super strict about it, I would have let you go. But, so, anyways, I paid the money, got my car back, and it was fine. It was just, like, I can't, and I was in the house the entire time, so, like, from my window you can see out into where the car the cars are parked so 
I didn't even realize that the car, my car got towed. I was in the house the whole time. Like, the whole thing was just, ugh. It, honestly, it was more annoying than embarrassing. But, like, the fact that I didn't realize it until my friend came to pick me up was like, oh, God. Um, so that's number 10, not realizing that my car got towed. Number 9, this one happened a long time ago. I think, you know, if you'd asked me when this had happened, it would have been my number one most embarrassing thing. But it's been so long now that... I've put it towards the end of the list. Essentially, so in eighth grade here in Ohio, I think most middle schools do like an eighth grade Washington DC trip. Um, so my middle school did that. And basically like you spend that entire year in history learning about like US history, blah, blah, blah. So then you go see all those monuments and everything in DC um, at the end of the year, so in like May. So on this DC trip, uh, it's kind of groups of four that stay together in a hotel room because it's like, I think it's like a week-long trip. I can't really remember how long we were there, but we took a bus, we drove down there and all this, like, it was a while, so I think it was a week. Um, so I was with three other people, so it was just me and one other friend that I knew well, and then the two other people was kind of random that we got, like, put together. Um, and so it was, like, fine. Like, we all got along really well and everything, or so I thought. The last day comes around, like, we're all packing up, and, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, even though we were kind of a random group, I feel like we all got along really well, like, we were able to live together pretty well, and we didn't really have any issues or anything like that. And then the girl who I was sharing a bed with, so there's two beds in the room, so on four people, right, so two beds, two, um, people, so I was sharing a bed with, like, my friend, and so then, I, you know, I had said that, and then she started laughing, and she was like, yeah, like, every night, you kicked me out of bed. I was like, wait, what? And she was like, yeah, every night, like, you would kick me off the bed, I would end up on the floor, and so then I would just sleep on, like, the couch. Um, and, th like, we didn't have a couch in the room, like, it was just, like, a chair, like, a seat. So I was like, wait, you slept on, on that every night? And she always woke up first before us, so I just assumed, like, oh, she's an early riser. Like, I never realized that she wasn't sleeping in the bed, and she was sleeping on the floor or in this chair. I was so embarrassed. And, um, like, she told that to me in front of everybody after, the, like, the en at the end of the trip, so I couldn't do anything about it. So it's just like, oh, my God, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know what else to do here. And then the exact same thing happened to me again. So this was an eighth grade DC trip. Fast forward like three years, it was um, sophomore year. So I guess two years, sophomore year of high school. I was taking honors algebra two with my friend Rajka. And I don't know why we thought this was a good idea, but we decided to like study together and have a sleepover before this. Uh, it was a, I don't know if it was like a final exam or a midterm or something like that. I think it was a midterm. So we decided to like study together and then have a sleepover and just go to the exam together the next day. So um, I had a king size bed at home and like she came over to my house and then you would think that that would be a big enough bed for two people. So I was um, awoken by my alarm and I rolled over and she wasn't there. So I like looked over on the ground like to see him like, oh my God, did I kick her off the bed? Like. Because ever since that thing happened in D.C., like, I had so much, like, stress about sharing a bed with another person that, like, I would just kick them out of the bed in my sleep. Um, so I looked over, and it was totally fine. 
she wasn't on the ground, but she wasn't on the bed. So I was like, oh, like maybe she got up early or something. So I went downstairs. No, There's not a soul in the kitchen. So nobody could ask like, oh, have you seen her? So then I was like, oh my God, did she leave? Like, did she go home or something? So then I went and checked the, um, like the driveway. Her car was still there. So I was like, okay, so she's still in the house. So I went back upstairs and I was like, this is really weird. Maybe she went to like a different bathroom or something. I don't know. So I went to the bathroom. I kind of just like got ready for like the ex- like school for the exam, whatever. I'd still hadn't like heard anything from her or seen her anywhere. So I went down and like I just like went on with my like my morning. I had breakfast, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, OK, this is weird. Um, so I went back upstairs and then I went to my sister's room. I was like, Reba have you seen Rajka? Like, what happened? And then she was like, oh, yeah, she's sleeping in the guest room. I was like, in the guest room? Why? And keep in mind, we didn't have, at this was a time when we didn't have a bed or anything in the guest room. Like, it was literally just an empty room. So I opened up the door, and she's just, like, sleeping on the floor with a comforter and a pillow. I was like, oh, my God. So I kicked her off the bed twice. And so then she just went and woke up my sister and was like, I need, can I sleep somewhere else? And then I guess Reba just told her to sleep on the floor in the guest room. So, yeah. I I feel like I haven't had any recent incidents of kicking people out of bed, but it's just very stressful for me every time. Um, I try to avoid those situations as much as possible. But, yeah. So, that is number nine. And, like I said, I think it would have been higher if all of these things had happened, like, more recently. But they haven't, thank God. So that's number nine for now. All right, moving on to number eight. Oh my god, number eight. Forgetting to mute myself on Zoom. I think a lot of people have done this, especially like when COVID started and everything was online and people were getting used to Zoom. So I feel like it's a collective experience, but I still got really embarrassed when I did this. So the COVID year, I took organic chemistry one and two, so each semester. I think this happened during Organic Chemistry 1, but I had the same professor for both classes, and that was really nice. Um, And he used to have office hours, and I used to go to his office, like, all of his office hours. Um, And so I was in office hours once, and I had asked a question, and then he explained it to me, and then I was, you know, like, trying to redo the work um, to be like, oh, like, this makes sense. So I was just, like, talking to myself, like, oh, like, oh, oh, that kind of thing. Like, oh, that goes there, and this goes there type thing. I was, like, trying to, like gaslight myself into thinking I understood what was going on basically and then my friend texted me and she was like you forgot you're not not muted like everybody can hear what you're saying right now I was like oh my god and then I had to mute myself it was so awkward um but good thing I didn't say anything bad in my head I was thinking like this doesn't make any fucking sense like I don't understand what's going on but I didn't say that out loud thank god um otherwise I don't think I could have asked my professor for a letter of rec for medical school applications um so yeah that's number eight not too bad i think it's something that everybody's done before but something that happened kind of recently number seven oh number seven happened unfortunately literally just a couple weeks ago um so we have a really huge gym here at ohio state called the rpac it's like the recreation and physical activity center i'm pretty sure is what it stands for and it's got three floors. Um, on the first floor, there is this little area. It's kind of like in the back of the 
the building in a sense. Um, it's got like mats and stuff and you can bring in dumbbells and it's very quiet. There's no music in that part. Um, and it just faces like a bunch of windows. It's very open, like natural lighting and stuff. And there's this rack of foam rollers behind one of the mats. So I decided to work out in front of that mat that was like right where all the foam rollers were. It was just the only one that was free without being, without like setting up shop right next to another person. Um, which, I mean, I feel like I try to avoid that when I can. I want to give people their space because I prefer that when I'm working out. Like I don't want somebody to come and be right next to me if they don't need to. Um, so if that space is open for people to, like, be spaced out, that's what I try to do, because that's what I like. I don't know if everybody is like that, if, it's, if that's just a me thing, but anyways. So that's what I did. I was trying to be courteous to other people, and I went and took this mat that was, like, right behind where all the foam rollers were, and I was doing this stretch called the frog stretch. So if you hadn't, if you haven't heard of it before, it's like a, I think it's like a yoga move basically. But so you're on all fours, and your knees are spread wide apart, and you're basically using your palms to press your butt back into your hips, and it kind of stretches out your hip flexors. It feels really good. Like it's a really good stretch. It's one of my favorite stretches. Um, but it's a little bit of an awkward position when a bunch of people keep trying to come behind you where you're pushing your butt back to reach for these foam rollers. So, of course, when I was saying this stretch specifically, like, three different guys came up and tried to pull out foam rollers from behind me. And then every time I had to, like, stop stretching and, like, reposition myself and move around so that they could get the foam rollers. And then during my workout, they came and put them back, so then I had to, like, move again, and it was so awkward. So now every time I go and work out in that area, I stay far away from the foam roller mat because that's just... And every time that I work out and, like, people are by that mat with the foam rollers, they run into the same issue. Like, people are trying to pull out foam rollers or put them back while somebody else is trying to work out right next to it. So whoever came up with that design idea, shame on you. That was a horrible idea. It just does not work functionally. Um, and it creates such an awkward situation for everybody involved. Alright, so the next thing, <laughs> I think I've talked about this before on here, but Costco samples. So if you hadn't listened to my episode about is age just a number, I kind of mentioned this, but um, basically my whole life I've always been perceived as being like way younger than I am. Um, actually really recently I went home for the weekend and we went to this like shop, like a local like boba tea shop and um, I was with my mom and my mom asked the person like oh like can you guess how old my daughter is which I don't even know I don't know how how we got to that point in the conversation but we were the only people in there so my mom and her were like hitting it off talking and um, I was like oh my god and this lady guessed that I was 15 years old I am 21 um, but I mean you know I have a young looking face I'm really short I'm only four ten and a half inches um, and so, like, I get it, I understand, and sometimes, honestly, uh, it comes to my advantage that I look super young, um, you know, when I'm going through TSA and stuff like that at the airports, they always just let me keep my shoes on or my jacket on or whatever I'm wearing and all that stuff, so that's really nice, but in situations like that, I'm like, ugh, it's so annoying. Anywho, so I had a, a, a really, really much more embarrassing experience with being misaged, I guess, 
at Costco. So Costco is this like warehouse store that sells like bulk groceries, clothing, etc., etc. Like it sells a bunch of different things. I love Costco, one of my favorite grocery stores. Oh my god, I should have done a top 10 list for grocery stores. Hmm, I'll do that if I do a part three down the line. But anyways, Costco is definitely top um, 10 grocery store for me. Grocery shopping is one of my favorite pastimes, and so I do have a top 10 grocery store list as well in my head. Um, I just need to write it down so I could actually stay on, um, on track for an episode like this. So down the line, you will get my top 10 grocery store list. Anywho, back to the point of the story. So at Costco, they do samples. Maybe like every couple aisles, they'll have an employee who's giving out samples for a food item that they're near. And um, apparently, there's this rule where if you're under 13, you can't get a Costco sample. Like if you're just alone, you need to be with a parent, which is like fine. That makes sense. You know, if the kid's got like allergies or something and they forget about it, then I'm sure that's a liability for the company. So I had just turned 13. Um, I was in eighth grade, I'm pretty sure. And back then, I eat, I looked even younger. Like, I was shorter. Somehow I grew. So I used to be even shorter in eighth grade. And um, I, I don't know. I just looked really young in eighth grade. Um, and, yeah, I just turned 13. So I went to go get some Costco samples with my younger sister. And this lady was like, oh, okay, like, you know, where's your parents? I can't even remember. I'm pretty sure the Costco sample, it was just, like, some kind of chocolate or something. Like, it wasn't anything crazy. But this lady was, like, refusing to give us the samples because she was like, you guys are clearly under the age of 13. Like, you need a parent here. Otherwise, I can't give you the sample. And I was like, oh, no, I'm 13. I just turned 13. And this lady was just not having it. My sister was trying to convince her, like, oh, yeah, no, my sister is 13. Um, but... Yeah, I just had to throw in the towel and be like, it's fine, Rebo, like, let's just go, it's not worth it. Um, And so that was pretty embarrassing, but, you know, it's not the worst thing that's happened to me. Alright, and then, okay, another age-related incident um, is number five. So number five is a flight attendant not allowing us to change seats. I'm pretty sure I talked about this in that same episode, actually, but... Essentially, I was flying with my parents to visit a medical school in California. So this was literally like last November. So again, very recent. I was 20 um, and the flight attendant wouldn't allow us to change our seats because we were asking to move to where the emergency exit seat that row is just because you have extra leg room there. Um, But she wouldn't let us move because she thought that I was, like, 10 years old and wouldn't be able to operate, like, the emergency exit door. She was like, oh, you need to be at least 18 to to move to these seats. And my parents were like, oh, okay. Like, she's 20. But she still wouldn't let us change seats. We realized that in addition to the age thing, those were also, like, more expensive seats. They were, like, like, premium economy or whatever the heck. So I think that's also why she didn't let us move. But a big thing was the age, because she thought that I was a child, and I was like, oh my god. So, that's number five. Number four is, like, such a harrowing incident for me, and I know that there's a thing called, like, flashbulb memories, I'm pretty sure is what it is. So, when you have, like, incidents happen to you that evoke a very strong emotional response, um, you kind of remember them, like, very vividly and in a lot of detail, like, kind of, like, flashbacks. This is one of those incidents. So, 
I grew up basically in Singapore. I was born in Boston. I lived there for like four years and then we lived in India for like a couple of years, two or three years. Singapore is like kind of the childhood that I can remember the best. Like I said, I have a horrible memory, but I remember, remember Singapore to a, a, a pretty good extent. We were there for I think almost five years before coming back to the States and I used to share a room with my sister. So we it used to be a bunk like bunked beds, but we switched it to just having them side by side. I don't really remember why we did that. Um, but yeah, we used to have bunk beds and then we switched to just having them side by side. Um, and then, so when the beds were side by side one night, I had this like horrifying nightmare. It was literally so random, but I remember it so well. And it like, it makes no sense when I think about it now, but um, I'll tell you anyways. So, I had this nightmare about my sister, Reba, and we had, we were very close, like, we are only two years apart in age, so we were very close growing up, and, I mean, we still are now, but she used to bully me a lot, um, <laughs> as my mom likes to remind us, she used to bully me a lot when we were little, uh, I don't know, just, like, I mean, nothing, like, super physical or anything like that but like I don't we just like she would just like bully me a lot and I would just like take it I guess because I was the older sister and it was just like whatever um and I kind of like reached my snapping point this one trip we took to London to meet my aunt because my aunt and uncle and cousin live in London um she was like I think she was bullying me for something, and I was like, you know what, I've had it. So I pushed her, but I guess I pushed her too hard. She literally flew across the living room and hit the couch. It was like, oh my god, that's another flashball memory I have, but that's not an embarrassing moment. That was pretty cool for me. I felt I felt awesome. And then after that, Reba just stopped bullying me. I think that was when we were like 10, maybe, I, or I guess I was 10 and she was 8. Um, so that fixed that situation. Anywho back to the nightmare. So I had this nightmare about Reba that <laughs> there were like a bunch of like um, giant sized like humongous sized Rebas just like taking over the earth and um, my only like power ability was to like shapeshift and I shapeshifted into a mouse and I was like hiding from her. I woke up like at like in a like a sweat like as if I'd seen a ghost and I like immediately ran to my parents room and they were both like you literally looked as if you'd seen a ghost like you look so scared and stressed out and when I explained to them like the next day like what the nightmare was they were all just laughing I was like oh my god so yeah I don't really know what that nightmare meant um in terms of if there was a meaning behind that but I that was an embarrassing moment for me because um, I was afraid of somebody who's two years younger than me, um, and yeah, I just, like, ran into my parents' bed. I'm pretty sure at that point I was, like, um, I don't know, maybe, like, 11, so I wasn't, like, a, like, a child either, so, I don't know, the whole thing was just weird and embarrassing for me. Okay, and then number three, I also remember quite vividly, so this was when we came back to the States, I had slipped on ice before getting onto the bus in middle school. Um, so the bus for middle school used to come to my neighborhood. So for some reason, the bus that used to come pick us up was like the first bus that dropped kids off at the middle school. So it came super early. I think it would come at like 6.50 or 6.45 or something like that, like really early. And in the winter, it was super dark at that time, so you couldn't really see anything. 
Um, but this was towards, like, when spring was starting, so the sun was out. Like, there was light. Like, I could see perfectly clearly. I knew there was ice. I still stepped on this ice and, like, had a little, like, oop, like a slip. And I just kept walking. I was like, I'm just going to pretend like nothing happened. I was walking onto the bus, and then I walked past this girl. And she was like, oh, my God, like, are you okay? Like, I just saw you slip off the ice and blah, blah, blah. Like, in front of everybody. And then I was like, oh, my God, please don't bring this up. Um, I don't know really what her intent was behind that. But anywho, so that was just really awkward and embarrassing for me because in middle school, you know, it was just that time when you're super conscious of yourself and what you're doing. And um, I think this was my first winter in a long time. So the whole thing was just, like, too much for me. I was like, please please don't bring this up, please stop, um, and so even though that was a long time ago, I would rank that as more embarrassing than kicking people out of bed, because the kicking people out of bed thing, at least, she only talked about that in front of, like, two other people, but the bus in middle school had so many people on it, I was like, girl, you need to stop talking, um, and then, <laughs> number two is is really bad. Number two is really bad. Um, this happened when we were on vacation. I don't even remember where. This is, like, another, like, flashbulb memory where I only have, um, I have, like, I can vividly remember the situation, but just specific parts of it. Um, so I don't remember where we were on vacation, but we were on vacation. So I was with my parents and my sister. And we were in this souvenir shop, right? And so I was just kind of looking around. I think I was probably, like, maybe, like, six or seven, just kind of looking around. And then I had asked my dad to buy something for me. I can't remember what. Some kind of, like, toy of some sort I'd asked him to buy for me. And then I was kind of, like, on my own. I was walking out of the shop, and then I just, I just saw a pair of shorts. I just kind of, like, for some reason assumed it was my dad. So I went and grabbed the pair of legs and just started kind of spinning around, like, oh, like, I want my toy, like, where's my toy, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I hear my mom scream my name, like, Krithi, Krithi, like, what are you doing? And then I, like, stopped and I looked up. It was some random white guy that, I, he like, he looked absolutely, like, mortified. Like, he was so scared. He was like, who is this child grabbing my legs and trying to, like, spin me around in circles? And I was like, oh, my God, it wasn't my dad. I think that they were just wearing very similar clothing or something. I don't actually know if they were even wearing similar clothing. I don't know why in my brain I thought that that was my dad. But I thought that that was my dad. And so I was, like, you know, trying to get him to give me some toy or something that I asked him to buy, not him. Um, so, yeah, that was really bad. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I don't think I even said sorry. I think I was just, like, so shocked that I just, like, walked away I just walked to my mom I was like oh okay um I don't know if my mom or my dad remembers that they may they might because I don't remember where this happened um but I just remember that I was really young and it was a very formative experience for me so all right and then last but not least number one most embarrassing moment of my life so far because I know that more more to come is the toilet incident. So this happened when I was in Singapore. Um, so my sister and I shared a room, as I mentioned, and we also shared a bathroom. And this bathroom, it was like we really weirdly shaped, but essentially there's two doors to get to the bathroom. It was connected to our room and it was connected to like our office space. 
Um, and so the door, when you come in from the door from our room, it's a large kind of like sink area, and then there's a bathroom, or I guess a toilet, and then there's like the shower. And that's kind of what it consisted of. Um, it was kind of in like an L shape almost. Um, so when you open the door, you get a straight view of the toilet, and then if you look straight at, if you look past that, then you see like the shower. So I had just come back from school, and I was sitting on the toilet. Like, I was about to go shower, so I was just, like, completely naked. And I liked to read when I was on the toilet. And we had these really big children's books. So when I sat on the toilet and I had this book just, like, sitting up on my legs, it went from my thighs all the way up to, like, under my armpit. So basically covered my entire, like, trunk area. So keep this in mind. I was just, like... I was like probably 10 just sitting on the toilet fully naked reading my book and then all of a sudden the door opens and this random guy has opened the door and we're both just like staring at each other like oh my god and um then he closes the door and he's like oh my god I'm so sorry and my dad just didn't tell me that there was a plumber in the house and he was coming to fix like the plumbing in the bathroom like he had no idea I guess I don't know if he knew I was home or not but he was just like oh uh, like I don't know if he even said sorry he was just like oh and just laughed and I was like oh my god so that was the most embarrassing incident for me um yeah I don't there's not much more to say to that I think it speaks for itself um, and now that I have humanized myself by talking about all these horrible things that, like I've said, aren't actually that bad, I'm aware, it's just, it's all very subjective to me and how I felt in the moment, um, and I'm sure that there's other things that have happened that I've just, like, I couldn't remember, um, that are probably worse than the things I've talked about, so there's that as well. Okay, top ten favorite experiences. I'm gonna do the same thing, I'm gonna go ten to one, so I'm gonna build up some um anticipation i guess so number 10 being like i mean still a really good experience but not the best but what will be the best so number 10 actually happened over winter break my friends and i went to los angeles and we went to manhattan beach and we spent a while just kind of like watching the surfers at manhattan beach and i don't know that was just a really good experience for me it was very peaceful to just kind of be standing there people watching, watching the surfers, watching the waves, is very relaxing. It was one of the, like, one of our favorite places that we went to on the whole trip, because we kind of went in the off-season, and it was really cold that week that we went, so there wasn't a lot of people, like, out and about, so a lot of places that we went were, like, dead, but this place was full. It was, like, full of families, full of people, so it was really nice to see that. I and I'd never really seen like people surfing before because I live in Ohio, so that was cool to see too. And then number nine was watching Surfaces in concert. Surfaces is a band I really really love them, and this is actually like the first concert that I've been to, um, like real concert in a long time. I'd kind of convinced myself that I'm not like a concert person and I don't like concerts. I still don't kind of like them. Like I don't like the standing around and waiting and you know you kind of like lose an entire day when you have concert type thing. Um, but going to this concert made me realize I like concerts and I like seeing musicians live and listening to the music and stuff like that. Um, I think it just makes it more of like you have a connection with the artist when you listen to their music again after the concert. So, yeah, um, that was a good experience for me because that kind of reinvigorated 
uh, my love for concerts, and I've been to a lot of concerts since. I, I did get co uh, concert tickets to Taylor Swift in July in Cincinnati, or is it June? I don't know, one, one of those months, but I'm really, really excited to see her. I had to wait in line for five hours. I think I talked about this like literally last week, but anyways, I waited online for five hours like on my iPad while I was in class, um, but I got the tickets, so it was worth the wait. All right, number eight. So I'm a, if any, if you know me in real life, you know that I love avocados. I'm a huge avocado girly. I love avocado toast. I love avocados and like anything. Like I could just eat avocados and like I would be okay. Um, so we went to Maui, um, and it's one of the Hawaiian islands in 2015, I think. So I was in high school. I think I was like a sophomore in high school. So it was a long time ago, but we went on this hike and first off that that trip was probably one of my favorite trips we've been on. Like the island was so beautiful and so pretty. Um, we went on this hike and we found a large avocado just like hanging on a tree. It was like, you know, ready to be plucked. Like it was huge. It was the size of my head probably. And that was one of the, my most favorite things that I've ever found on a hike. It was crazy. But unfortunately, we didn't have like any knives or anything in our hotel room to cut it open. So we were with another family and we gave it to that family. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. And that was very exciting for me because even in 2015, I was an avocado girly and I love, I don't know when avocado toast became a thing, but I was an avocado girly. I loved avocados. So, all right. Number seven is my last race of sophomore year cross country. So I did cross country and track in high school as I've talked about on my YouTube channel. If you haven't checked it out, I only have one video so far, but that's because I lost my voice. So give me a break. Um, but yeah, so I, I was really into running in high school. I did cross country and track and I had actually started cross country eighth grade. So I was really like bad in eighth grade. I don't know. I never, I didn't really do it to like be good at the sport. It was just more for like the exercise component of it. Um, so we used to do like two mile races and I used to run like in the 19s, which means I was about 10 minute miles. Um, so usually I'd, I think I would usually get done in like 20 minutes or so. Um, and that's like fine, you know, whatever. It's not bad. It's not great. Um, and then I didn't do cross country my freshman year because I was like, oh, you know, wasn't that good eighth grade and like, that's a lot of work. Um, but I decided to do track because you needed to do either PE or two seasons of a sport to kind of get that requirement for graduation so I was like I'll just do track like it's running less it should be fine because I did the one mile and one of the practices we first practices we had we ran as a group we had to do like mile time trials but like as a group we had to complete it all together so then all of a sudden I was I went from running like 10 11 minute miles I was doing seven minute miles I was like oh my god what how is this even possible um, and then I was like, okay, well, I guess I can try cross country. And then I was doing like six 20 minute miles. Um, so my sophomore season, the last race, I actually ran like, so in high school, cross country meets, they're like 5Ks. So that's 3.1 miles. Um, the last race, my sophomore season was my best race. I got like a 2301. So I was really close to breaking the 23s. Um, so yeah.
so that was a good race for me. And then I kind of went downhill from there. I don't know what happened, but I got slow <laughs> again. Um, and yeah, but now I'm getting back into it. And I don't really care about like my pace necessarily. It's more that I'm just doing that the activity and I like it and you know it's bringing me joy and I'm allowing my body to move in that way again so yeah okay number six getting my first tattoo so I need to do a tattoo tour at some point but now I have four tattoos but I've been getting one every year that I've been in college like on my birthday I got my first tattoo when I was 18 um so that I when I turned 18 was my freshman year of college and I actually got it with my dad because we both have the same birthday believe it or not um we both share the same birthday not date so um we both got our first tattoos together it was really exciting I got this so I had thought about what I wanted for a long 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 time um, like, I was looking back at pictures on my phone because for some reason, somehow my iCloud drive is full, even though I've been paying, like, to have it be, like, 50 GB or a beer or whatever the heck it is. Uh, somehow I filled that up, and half of it is photos. I've been looking back through all my photos to, like, delete the ones I don't need anymore. And I'd seen, like, screenshots of stuff I'd taken on Pinterest that I, uh, like, tattoo ideas that I wanted, um, like, when I was graduating high school, so... I thought about what I wanted as my first tattoo for probably like a year, but eventually I landed on this idea of three different planets on my forearm that were all Earth. They're like different views of Earth, um, and they represent like the three different countries that I've lived in, so the United States, Singapore, and India. Um, and so that's my first tattoo. I have it on my um, right arm. So far I have all my tattoos on my like right side. I don't really know how that happened, but you know, so that was a really fun experience for me, and tattoos are something that I really, really like, and I'm probably going to continue to get at least one tattoo every year. Um, it's kind of sad how expensive they are, but I really like them, so definitely kind of a huge part of my life now, and I'm very happy that um, I did that. All right, number five was probably one of my second favorite trips that we went on as, like, a family. So in... I'm pretty sure it was my senior year of high school. My family watched Mamma Mia, like, on Netflix, and I just, like, fell in love with the movie and the cast and the songs and the location. I was obsessed with Greece, and I really wanted to go to Greece, so kind of, like, my high school graduation present was going to Greece, which I know, like, that's crazy and, like, very privileged to be able to do that, so I was very, very excited to go. Um, and we did, like, kind of, like, island hopping, so we started in Athens, and then we went to Santorini and Mykonos, um, and we had this really cool hotel in Santorini that, like, overlooked, um, the water, and you could, like, see the sunset and sunrise and everything, so one of my f uh, top ten favorite experiences, like, number five, is watching the sunset in a hot tub in Santorini, because, like, basically they were all, all the rooms were, like, pod style, and every pod had, like, a hot tub that overlooked, um, that view of the island where you could see, like, the um sunset and everything it was really cool um and then that night too we went to this like falafel kitchen and got like falafel and stuff so we were just like eating and watching the sunset so it was really nice I really liked it that was one of my favorite trips in general like that country so beautiful and I feel like um my skin got so much better when I was there we were only there probably for like a week but like, the food was so much better, the air was so much better, the sun was so much better, like, everything was just better, and everybody there is so, like, gorgeous, 
Um, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, so, like, just going there, like, cured my, like, skin, and I don't know, just everything was really nice, and obviously came back and have been dealing with acne and everything now. I actually have, my skin's, like, breaking out now, which I think it's just kind of, like, stress from school and things, but hopefully that kind of dies back down before spring break. Number four is starting this podcast. Of course, um, podcasting is something that I've kind of had an interest in for a little bit, as I've talked about before. Really got into listening to podcasts over the past couple years, and I love to talk, obviously. That's why I'm doing this. I love to talk. I love to hear my own voice. But I, yeah, I don't listen to, I, I don't know if I'll, when I'll get to the point when I'll be able to, like, listen back to this, because I know I've been saying, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm just making this so that down the line I can see where I was at in, like, 2022, but so far I have not listened to any of my episodes that I've recorded. I don't know when I'll get to that point. I'm not there right now. Like, I can barely get through editing an episode. Like, hearing my voice is so um, jarring for me. I don't know. I don't like it. Anywho, but I do like to talk, and so that's why I started this podcast, and it's been really fun so far. It's a fun little um, project, and I'm enjoying myself. I hope that you are too. Number three, finishing a half marathon. So because I was a big um, runner in high school, of course I did a half marathon. A lot of um, people who were like cross-country track girlies did like half marathons or even full marathons or triathlons and stuff like that. So I decided to do a half marathon. And actually the first time that I did this half marathon, so I ran the Cap City Half Marathon here in Columbus, um, it thunderstormed during the race so then we had to finish the course early I was so frustrated I had just got to mile nine I believe and then the cops were like diverting us and redirecting us to the finish line just like get out of there and actually the area ended up like having like flash flooding so you know we I there's no way I would have been able to finish the race but I was just like I know I need to finish I only have four miles left So the whole thing was super infuriating and super frustrating because I'd spent so long training and preparing for it, and then I couldn't even actually do the race. But they were really nice. They sent out, like, discount codes for um, signing up to do it next year. So that's what I did because I think it was, like, 50% off to do it again the following year. So I did that, and then so I finished my first half marathon. I think it was my uh, my junior year of high school. Um, I can't remember, junior or senior year of high school. Um, so yeah, that was really cool, and I'm planning on doing my second half marathon this summer, hopefully, um, but I need to get back into running, because I'm nowhere near where I was in high school. Number two, getting into medical school. Obviously, this is a huge accomplishment, and should definitely be on this list. Getting into medical school, or just like health professions programs in general, it's super competitive, and it's super difficult. And I think for me, sometimes it's easy to forget that. Um, so just reminding myself of that and that it's a huge accomplishment. Okay, lastly, my number one favorite experience is paddle boarding in Maui. So like I mentioned earlier at number eight, like go, I got a hike at Maui. So it's from the same trip. Um, and so it's been a long time, but as you can tell, since two of my top 10 exper- favorite experiences are from this trip, like it was a really good trip for me. Uh, we went paddle boarding, so our hotel had um, rentals, 
and this dude just like brought out paddle boards for us and then we just like paddle boarded on the ocean but the funny thing is like we didn't we couldn't really see where we were going so we were just kind of like going and we went like super far away from our hotel and then the guy had to like come out and get us and like redirect us back to our hotel so and like all of our parents were freaking out because we were all like um, it was 2015, so yeah, we were like 13, 14 years old, and we were just kind of like lost in the middle of the ocean, just like kind of going our own way without even realizing it, and this was around the time that Moana had come out, so I was like singing the Moana songs in my head, like paddleboarding around, just like in my own world, and I couldn't actually, like I couldn't stand on my feet, I couldn't get the balance thing, so I was just doing it on my knees, um, so I didn't fall, which, you know, is kind of because I wasn't on my feet, so it doesn't count. But my sister and we had another family friend who was with us. They were trying to stand and stuff, so they just kept falling over and over again. And also there was people around, like there were kids like trying to snorkel and stuff, so you had to try not to like hit them. The whole thing was a little weird, but it was a really fun experience for me. And so that's why it's my top ten. Alright. Okay. So that's all I have for today that's my top 10 embarrassing moments and my top 10 favorite experiences um hopefully it didn't sound like bragging a little too much but yeah so that's why I put like the top 10 embarrassing moments first because I didn't want it to seem like I'm just talking about all the good things that have happened in my life I wanted to humanize myself a little bit um but thank you so much for listening if you made it all the way to this point of the episode I appreciate you so much and your time um I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you next week. Love you. Bye.